What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I am Chris. I am Ben. Welcome to episode 183. After a lengthy hiatus, uh, no, I had this wedding planning and jobs and just summer obligations. <laughs> it's uh, it'll be touch and go for uh, a little bit here going forward as far as recording goes. But um, fear not, we are not ending the show or anything. It's just a matter of finding the right time and circumstances. And it's it's been a little difficult, but. Uh, I know I know a few people have asked me, are you guys not doing it anymore? I'm like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it at all. It's just I'm in a place for two weeks where there's barely any reception. Right. You know, schedules are tough. And it gets to a point, too, where even if you have the time to sit down sometimes, it, it's like, do I really have the energy to make this even remotely entertaining? And sometimes the answer is no, no matter how much you want to. So that, that that's a, that's a real thing. But I guess we can uh, put a disclaimer that the episode that would come out in two weeks probably isn't going to come out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty safe. Uh, that that'll be the wedding day, so that would not, so. there would not be an episode that day or uh, during the honeymoon. So okay. there will be a uh, a little bit of time between episodes. What would it be? One eighty six, one eighty seven. My math is correct, which it probably is not. Uh, but. You know, again, it'll be a little, 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 little hiatus there, but we'll be back. Don't worry. You're not getting rid of us that quickly. We're going to make this thing into something more if we're the last thing we do. So, <clears throat> on this episode, uh, it's impossible to go through an entire month uh, for the last four weeks of news and actually pick anything besides... I mean, you, you pick the main headlines because... If we sat here and we dissected everything over the past month, we'd be it'd be a five hour episode, and and while that may be fun, um, we don't have that much free time either of us. So we're gonna start off with the big news in the baseball world. It's about what about a week and a half, two weeks ago now, news broke: Fernando Tatis Jr., superstar, uh, young shortstop, I believe. Right? I'm not up to date on the yeah, he's, yeah, shortstop. Yeah. Uh, shortstop for the San Diego Padres would be suspended for 80 games uh, for PEDs. Uh, he claims, uh, as well as his mother claims, on just about every form of social media that it was to uh, something that was to combat ringworm, which he contracted at some point. Uh, very well could be. I don't know. I'm not going to call the guy a liar. You never know. I mean, there's legitimately used to hear NFL guys say that even if you use cough syrup, if you had a sore throat, you had to run it by the league because there were certain things and certain cough syrups where you pop for PEDs. Uh, and everybody hears uh, those three letters and they go, Oh, well, he's clearly dirty. He's clearly juicing. It's steroids. It's this. It's that. Could be a plethora of things. Who knows? Uh, at the end of the day, uh, baseball's uh, war on PEDs is um, about as sincere as Rob Manfred's discipline of the Houston Astros. So, I mean, people can be pissed about it if they want. But the reality of it is, I'm, I'm going to stand by this. I'll die on this hill. I can take PEDs all day. I can work out 20 hours a day. I could be the fastest, most jacks son of a gun you'd ever seen, and uh, I'm not hitting a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. There's still a skill that's involved. So after a long season, guys are taking things to make themselves feel better. Uh, they're not out hurting anybody. So, I mean, <laughs> what this game used to be has gone away. Let's be real. Like, all these old school guys, oh, back in my day, back in my day, back in my day. Well, unfortunately, analytics has ruined what used to be your game. So, this is what you have now. If a guy wants to take a little bit of something to feel better, go for it. I'm quite frankly tired of watching 230 hitters all year long. And, and just to be clear, those old timers, I mean, they were taking amphetamines back oh, yeah. in the day, so... And, and that's to help people, you know, get up for the next game. Because you look at it, it's 162 games. That's That takes a toll on you. That's why, you know, the difference between football and baseball is stat numbers in baseball are, you say a number, it means something. 73, Chris. Well, for me, 73. Yep. For you, it might be a different number. But, um no. I, I got to be consistent. If I'm going to say that for Fernando Tatis, I got to say it for Bonds, too. Right. It's 73. He hit 73. Uh, 56. What? 
Does that ring a bell to you? Oh yeah, the mantle hit streak. But um, you go to NFL. It's like, what's the records? And 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 I'm saying that is because no matter what time frame we're looking at, there's always something. Sure. There's always something they're trying to maintain a level of performance because in the end, these guys are being paid by their performance, and some guys are struggling to be consistent enough to get a decent paycheck. Fernando is fortunate enough to where he was a high prospect, came in, hair on fire. San Diego said, here you go. All for it. Um, and, and I agree with you on that, Chris, that, uh, you know, it could be for the, the reasons that his mother and he have stated. However, I will stand on this side of the street and say, even though you're correct on on MLB's PED stance, the resources are there. You have an agent to reach out to get the resources to verify what is and isn't on the list. You have that information, the team. You can go see trainers. Do your own research. People, There are plenty of people there to ensure that Fernando Tatis is on the field for as many games as possible. And I understand that he could, you can make a mistake if he's fighting actual ringworm. However, it is your job as a professional baseball player. If you are in a collectively, um, collectively bargained agreement that you understand that these rules are in place for a reason. Oh, sure. Sure. So it is your job to know or have people who are informed to make sure that this medication for this thing is on the list for this reason. I can't take that. That's all I'm going to say. And it sucks for him that he's out for the rest of the season. He's out for the rest of the play- for the entire playoffs. And he's got a few games, I think, at the beginning of next season that he's out for. I would love to see him on the field. You, me, and everyone else would have loved to see that that hitter's row of Manny Machado, Juan Soto, and Fernando Tatis. I'm going to the way. I, I, I'm gonna get to that in a minute. It's funny this is only a problem after they acquire Juan Soto. I know a conspiracy theory hat going on. Um, I just, wanna, it. just just very just to clarify, uh, my my stance on people backing off of it, but nothing to do with the, the actual rules. Yeah. I get what you're saying. If collectively bargained. We've said it before. You got to play within the rules. Agree, disagree. You're part of this league, and the league has rules. I'm cool with that. My thing is the high horse people are getting on towards this kid. That's my problem. I would never do that. You're not a third as talented as he is. I get Fernando Tatis Jr. has more athletic ability and a third of his pinky finger than I have in my entire body. Like, I'm not going to hate on the guy because he needs, you know, he's taking something. Okay. He's still a better athlete. Doesn't matter if he's taking something. The guy could wake up and not take anything and still be 10 times the athlete I could be on my best day, and he could be half asleep. Just, we have a lot of keyboard warriors. Everybody's a hero. Everyone is above board. Everybody is Mr. Morality or Miss Morality or whatever. Just tell me right now. Tell me right now. Hey, you're not supposed to do this thing, but it's not really going to hurt you that bad. And if you do, you could be so good. You can make enough money to secure your family's the next 10 generations. But if people find out, they might be a little unhappy with you. Yeah, let me have it. I'm coming. Yeah, that's fine. Give it to me. Right. Give it to me along with my $300 million contract. Let's do it. Like, ride that high horse all you want. I'm doing it. So. Um, yeah, they're not they're not voiding that contract. Not anytime soon. No, this is crazy. And look, I, I just have a feeling that Fernando Tatis Jr. is not long in a San Diego Padres uniform. I know that sounds crazy. I know it does because a year and a half ago, if you'd said that, people would have said this guy is the future of this organization. It's not Manny Machado. It's not so-and-so. It is Fernando Tatis Jr. He's the future of the game. He's going to be the cover boy for video games for the next 10 years. Oh, and then all of a sudden, the Nationals can't handle their business. Stop me if you've heard that before. And they have to trade Juan Soto uh, because they can't. They've let this guy think he's worth a Patrick Mahomes money. And now uh, now you have him. 
all of a sudden, all these reports, all these complaints about Fernando Tatis Jr. and his immaturity and his issues in the clubhouse and, and the team essentially acting like he's a, a pariah in the clubhouse and that he's nothing but issues and, and oh, we have to look deeper into this these, these problems we're having with this kid. All of a sudden, now you got Juan Soto and you know, you know you are absolutely going to have to set your checkbook on fire to resign this guy. And all of a sudden now, you're trying to downplay Tatis to your own fan base. Because you had a choice. Even though you had Tatis, you chose Soto. And you know you cannot sign both of them to what they want. So something's got to give. It might not be this year. I know it won't be this year. I don't think it can be this year. But when he comes back, if he lights it up, coming back next year, do not be surprised if you start hearing him being floated around for a big trade package. So I, I just, I just got to say one thing. Just you know, he could force his way out, uh, but if he doesn't want to move on, San Diego stuck with him till twenty twenty eight. He's got a full no trade clause till twenty twenty eight. However, he could, you know, feel a slight disrespect. Uh, hey, it's happened. Juan Soto, it just happened to him. So that's him. That GM is pushing him out the door, slowly but surely. But well, look, he, look at the comments. He is he is trying to set the tone. Well, he, I, I mean, it's quite possible. Uh, that's the only thing that uh, could possibly happen is Juan Soto. But then he's going to direct where, you know, because he's, he's he has a full no trade. That means he can mix anything sure, yeah. to anywhere. So he would have to agree to the team, and the team would have to agree that could it get there? Absolutely. I think I think your theory on him being out the door is possible. Uh, and they have two years because I think Soto's got two more years of arbitration left. So uh, plus Manny Machado, I think he starts having opt outs a couple of years. What, wasn't uh, Soto wasn't the super two? Yeah, I'll, I'll look. Give me a second, but I, I don't. I could have sworn he was heading into free agency. No, he's got two years left. Does he? Okay. I mean, I think he is a super two. I think he, uh, yeah, because he's in arbitration two right now. Okay. And it hasn't been in the league that long, right? Yeah, no, this is like his fourth year, I think. Because he came up when he was 20. So I think he was a super two. He just, um, but, and Manny Machado, we're looking at, uh, opt out after 2023 season. So, like, there there are pieces there, I agree, Chris, that could happen. Where Manny leaves or he stays, Juan Soto gets an extension after two uh, two years or less. They could force – like, there's a lot of things that could happen. I think, in, in, my, in my opinion, they want to see what a full season, albeit it won't be a full season – but a full season of what Tatis, Soto, and, and Machado look like. But I, I have to imagine after next year, if Manny is playing like he is playing right now, like he's going to opt out. He's going to want to go out and get top-level money. And oh, maybe yeah. he's gone. And maybe, yeah, he might just be gone. But, you know, I, I think – I don't prescribe to your theory on, on Tatis getting traded. However, it is a possibility. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just have a feeling the GM setting him up for just setting up the fan base for the possibility. There's been a whole lot of – the team didn't have his back, let's just say that, when, when this um, happened. And, look, it, if something really went down we don't know about and they're upset – Maybe they have the right to be. I don't know. That's their. That's their prerogative. I, I'm not. I don't know the internal workings of the San Diego Padres clubhouse. Outside right. looking in, though, it looks like we got our. You know, we got our, our golden goose now in Juan Soto, and all of a sudden, this 80 game suspension for PEDs pops up, and now the GM's talking about maturity and issues and having to look into the situation further. It's just. I don't know. It to me, it just screams of like. We know we can't sign both these guys, and we need to we need to see how people are going to react when we start dinging the armor of the Golden Boy a little bit. Right. 
So, uh, just who knows? I could be totally off. He could be a Padre for life, and <laughs> this is he and Soto are the best combination of hitters in in the last 50 years and, and this is all just a, a hiccup on the road to a hall of fame career which i think it will be well some writers might hold this suspension oh, against God, the that's piece. right the baseball writer bot yeah i mean the bbwaa they they have their golden golden gate and their you know golden pens and they can only let in the purest and chaste of of all baseball players as long so. as you don't look at their off the field history. <clears throat> Correct. Yes. yes. Okay. That's a that is a that is a whole can of worms right there. On to NFL news, and there were a couple of contracts signed within the uh, the, the four weeks we were we were uh, gone. Excuse me, can't speak straight. Uh, the biggest, of course, is the Kyler Murray contract extension, five years, two hundred thirty point five million dollars. I got a little over $29 million in signing bonus, $160 million guaranteed. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's uh, just crazy. Apparently, there was originally a a stipulation in the contract where he had to <laughs> study four hours of game film a week. Um, and I'm sorry, Arizona Cardinals, here we go. You are putting your own foot up your own ass. Because if you have to put a, a clause in your supposed franchise quarterback's contract that says he has to study four hours a week, dude, pay me $160 million a year or $60 million a year or, God, pay me half a million dollars a year. I'll study for four hours a day. Like, honestly? Like, this has to be a thing in a contract? And you think this is the guy. You had questions, and you had to put the you had to put it in the contract because you were so uncertain after the first two years, excuse me, three years, of him petering out after the first 10 games, that's if he was even on the field, because he can't maintain consistency, or at least has not yet. And this is the guy, and there has to be a clause in the contract that says he has to study. Whew. Okay, good. That's going to enjoy the ride, Arizona. It's going to be something. Good or bad and different, it's going to be something. So... You're like I mean, you were like giddy, like you could not. I mean, you had to have like your microphone silenced, like you could barely even like contain yourself. This is too funny. The one, the one side that it was in the in the contract to begin with. The other side that they ripped it out after it got leaked. Whether the team leaked it or the player leaked it, I don't know who leaked it, but it's just funny that it got leaked and then it got ripped out. What's even funnier, Chris, is somebody, I don't know where, but somebody did a statistical analysis of Kyler Murray's performance on Call of Duty during double XP weekends. <laughs> Let me quickly break it down for you. When there is a double XP weekend, his passer rating is a point seven uh seven point seven seven difference than when he's when it's not a double xp weekend his passing yards are minus six yards per per game difference his completion percentage is a minus point twelve percent difference his win loss ratio is a point one six nine percent difference let me let me put it to you this way, folks, and and I think we're going to help people out with a little fantasy right here. Um, if you're going to draft Kyler Murray, make sure you have a reasonable backup, uh, not just because for his bye week. Because obviously, Chris, when you draft a quarterback, you know your starter, you oh, got yeah. to have you got to have that bye week. Absolutely. If you get him, first off, I think there's a new, a new Call of Duty coming out soon. Uh, so you might want to look out for that uh, because when Call of Duty comes out, man, they got to drop to the twelfth round. They got they got to be locked in. Um, but I would I would do some research on what weekends are double XP weekend because you might want to just tuck them to the side and have your backup start. You know, it, 
just kind of just trying to help people out a little bit because I'm wondering, and this is this this is conspiracy theory, Chris. I'm wondering if there should be more um, more players on a list like this, where we should be looking at statistical analysis of how they're how much time they're playing um, during these events. So that way, we can factor in when we should slide them into the starting lineup and when we shouldn't, really, because you know maybe maybe Amari Cooper's issue was that he was just playing too much Madden. Oh yeah, maybe. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm just speculating. I'm not I have no facts. I'm just saying the amount of time we ragged on Amari Cooper could just be solved by his need to play Xbox twelve weeks out of the football season. You Is know he went he went to create a character and change himself to ninety nine overall. You know that. Of course he of yeah. course he did. Absolutely did. Um but does I, I, I just found it funny. The whole situation's funny. I found this started dropping in it, 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 on 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 Twitter uh, when it when it came out, and it's just the analytics behind it are just they're in their nuts. And honestly, someone out there should get going on figuring out a lot more players, and maybe they can make a nice little racket out of this. No kidding, right? Whole new statistical category. Yeah, this uh, man. The best part for me is, again, the entire point of them not being certain if they wanted to, to, to extend him right now, was they had to see more from him. They had to see that he was committed to the team. They had to see that he could actually, you know, perform for the entire season, not just crap out after ten, twelve games, because uh, there's zero doubt about this guy's ability. In fact, he's a game changer. If he was still in college, the twelve games would be enough, and he'd be a. Uh, one of the top guys in the league. Unfortunately, in the NFL, it's not. There's still an entire another quarter of the season. Uh, and then there's a thing called the playoffs, which if you got Kyler Murray at quarterback, you should make more often than not. And and yet, like, they still weren't sure. And to the point where he was, <laughs> to prove he was mature enough, apparently, he went and deleted all of his, uh, anything on social media having to do with his team uh, from social media. Right. Uh, and just had, like, very few pictures of himself in his college uniform. Uh, so that proved a lot of maturity. So the Cardinals apparently have seen something that nobody else can. Because while this guy is talented, um, to now make him, God, it's like the second or no, third or fourth highest paid per annual value contract in the entire league. And this guy hasn't ever done anything from like week 13 on. It, 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 it's absurd. And you have to put a clause in the contract saying he has to study. You think Josh Allen needed that? No. I think Mahomes needed that. I think Brady ever needed that. Brady probably had a clause in his contract. He had to sleep instead of studying all day. <laughs> like, any of these top guys, do you think Joe Burrow, as much of, as he likes to, you know, play the whole, you know, party boy persona, he's not skipping many meeting sessions. Justin Herbert sure as hell not putting that pen down voluntarily. Uh, I mean... Kyler, and he's not like the third or fourth highest paid quarterback in the league. And then they take the they take the clause out because it could be seen as offensive or insulting his intelligence or racist. I've heard from some reason I don't know why it's nothing to do with it, but people are ridiculous nowadays. So, uh, <laughs> just like this is the guy. Okay. I understand it's it, it's tough if you let him walk, or obviously not let him walk, but maybe try to trade him, get something for him. You're so concerned that you're going to go, you know, backtrack to the time like when you had, you know, you drafted, you know, Josh Rosen, you know, in the first round, which is a great move. Yeah, you called that one being a schmuck the entire way. Uh, just <sighs> okay. I, I, it's not the talent. It's not the player. Kyler seems like a nice enough guy. And he seems intelligent, but he doesn't seem consistent. And he's not a big dude, so you have to actually ask the question. He's missed time during, a, you know, a couple stretches, and he's kind of tapering off at the end of the season. Well, not kind of, he is. Is he physically able to handle this? And you don't know that, and you just mortgaged your entire future on him because if this doesn't work out, this contract will cripple your team for a long time. And, and you're in a division that just 
sold away Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and just basically look, I like what the four Niners are doing. They took a half step at minimum back by, by starting Trey Lance. Do they need to start him? Yes. Do they need to find out? Yes. But they, with all the cards on the table, they did take a half, at least a half step back. Now, could they move forward during the season? Absolutely. But if you look at the division, Cardinals should be at least second, if not should be argument for who's first between them and the Rams. And yes, I know the Rams won the Super Bowl and they got some new players and they changed some players out, but you're the Cardinals. You should have, you would built this high flying offense off the, the mind of Cliff Kingsbury and the arm and legs of Kyler Murray. You should be in the argument for one of the best teams in the NFC. And mm-hmm. yet, this is this this is what you're presenting to your fan base. Oh, I, I I just don't I don't I don't see this ending well. Just just that's all I'm gonna say. I don't see it ending well. I don't either. And, and they're just they're just gonna sputter and go into nowhere. And they're like the only team I can think of that's in a worse shape with a legit starting quarterback is probably off the top of my head is probably the Baltimore Ravens. And that's a contract situation there. Same with Kyler Murray. But I don't see the issue. Like, there's issues with Lamar, but they're nowhere <laughs> near the issues <laughs> of Kyler Murray. If you're the Ravens and you saw that news break, that Kyler Murray was getting that contract extension, you had to go, oh, what the? Right. Because Lamar, no Lamar's issues – have nothing to do with being able to last all the season or be talented or learn. The guy's gotten better every year. Yeah, he won the MVP that first year. He started full-time. Mm. Yep. But he's still been a contender for that whenever he's been on the field, and he's truly the heart and soul of that team. And the guys actually respect him and like go to him as a person of, of you know, a leader. Lamar's not skipping any time in, in the uh, – Lamar's got a chip on his shoulder from going late in the first round. He's not skipping any video sessions. He's not not studying. That dude's putting his nose to the grindstone. He's going to be the best he can be. If you're the Ravens, all you saw was whatever contract you were going to offer him, go up and smoke, and you saw that number. You just saw dollar signs flying towards that paper. Because yep. if Kyler got that, Lamar's got to get significantly more because he's worth it. Yeah, and I get their you know apprehension about giving Lamar this kind of money, but you should have saw it coming. You, you should have saw this coming at some point. It's like, oh, shit. You saw all the other quarterbacks, Mahomes, Josh Allen, all these, uh, Stafford, getting their contracts, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But they have a little bit more, you know, hardware to them. You should have saw it coming at some point. Mm-hmm. Someone who doesn't have the stats, the awards, or the playoff performance was going to get a contract that Lamar's going to look at and say, I get that plus some. And now they're, yeah, they're, they're really, uh, what I think he gave him a deadline for opening day. I think mm-hmm. that he's not going to talk about a contract extension after that boy. If Lamar hits free agency. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. Look, that is going to be – I'm telling you, that's going to be – I'll say it right now. If he hits, it'll be more coverage and more pomp and circumstance than Peyton and Tom Brady combined. When they when they hit their free agent tours, <clears throat> hey, throw it away. Because, yeah, you're talking about a guy who's barely in his prime at this point, right. and he's going to be – if he goes – I'm going to say right now, if he ends up, and he may get this regardless, if he hits free agency, he will easily become the highest annual paid contract ever in the NFL. Easily. He'll he'll pass 50 50 million per. Because if, 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 you know, I understand understand totally the Bills giving it to Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Chiefs paying Mahomes, although. I think the way they structured it really hurt themselves more than it helped themselves, but that's a whole different story. We've covered that numerous times. I get the guys like that. Uh, you know, the Bengals were obviously going to try to re-up Burrow sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the Rams, you can argue whether or not they had to really pay Stafford, but they're paying all these other guys, and they can make the contract and the money work. And they're like, well, we got a ring, and we're coming back with pretty close to the same structure of a team. Uh, we have another great chance to repeat. Uh, I mean, those guys are not guys you got to worry about. And then you got Kyler in there, who's apparently they do. They know they know stuff we don't. He's getting clause in his contracts. They have to actually study game film. Oh, he's the guy you're going to pay that much to. And you got Lamar out there, who's done nothing but prove he's a leader, heart and soul of that team, won an MVP. I feel, even though the numbers may not suggest it, he's gotten smarter every season. He's going to get the highest ever. I'm not maybe not overall dollar value. He's not going to get a ten year deal for like six, but he'll get he'll get five years and he'll 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 probably hit three. He'll probably get five for three, or excuse me, three for five, <laughs> three hundred for five years. I know it's a ton. It's crazy, but I mean that's that's where we're at. It's it's ridiculous, but. The Cardinals just threw off the entire structure of quarterback pay in this league. Right. And, and don't let's not, you know, uh, let Cleveland off the hook either. Cause. Oh no, they're a whole different category of asshole. But I mean, like as far as co- take, take away the rest of it, just look at the contract. Like they did kind of the same thing where they gave a guy who hasn't really done much and gave him a buttload of money, like, there's no rational reason why Lamar Jackson should settle for anything less. I mean, honestly, than what Patrick Mahomes got. I yeah. understand he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring, but he's, he's like, <laughs> what, six, seven months away from hitting free agents? Probably more than that. But yeah, quarterbacks with a playoff win now getting $56 million a year. Or, uh, excuse me, $45, 46000000 million a year. Not even a playoff win. Right. So, I mean, the fact he doesn't have an MVP, I mean, screw it. That's got to be worth at least 50 55 Or a Super Bowl, excuse me. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is sad. But it is the way the business is right now. I'm just looking at it like, I know we started on on – Kyler Murray, but Lamar, it will be exciting to see him hit free agency if it gets there, because <laughs> a team is going to have to. Not if you're a Ravens fan. Uh, true, <laughs> but uh, you're going to have to pay him the money and then reformulate your offense around Lamar Jackson. It'll be exciting to see what team does that. It'll be Tampa Bay after after Brady retires again next year. Uh, real quick, just on Kyler, I just want to make it very clear. I, I, I am. A, I know it sounds crazy. I actually really do like Kyler Murray. I think he's a hell of a player. He's a hell of a talent. Uh, I just I wonder, intelligence-wise, from a team standpoint, if that's really the guy you invest that much in, if you're not sure. Uh, I thought coming in to last year, for him going in the year from year two to year three, that he might be the league MVP. He'd be a guy who would make so many leaps from year two to year three, like Josh Allen did. And just become this breakout anomaly, generational talent star. I really thought that, and first three or four games kind of supported that. I had had him in fantasy, I believe, and I was just thrilled. I was like, "This guy's going to win me a championship," you know. Not you know, standing aside that I released Cooper Cup in the preseason. Um, oh God, I still have nightmares about that. I mean, <laughs> I wish him well. Nothing against him. I'm not anti-Cardinals or anything. Hopefully he can get it together because he's a hell of an entertaining player to watch. But, man, he disappears after 12 games. He's got to get a whole season of consistency before, I I don't know, you can justify this kind of money. And even then, it's it's still a stretch. You need a guy who's an elite talent consistently. A guy who, in the last quarter of the last game of the season, when it's all on the line, is going to march you down the field. And, and and take you to that that place where you get so much extra money in revenue and advertising and, and, and jersey sales and 
is a guy who's worried about what pictures are on his Instagram account and playing a video game. I love video games. Not knocking it. But I'm not making $50 million a year to play something else. So I, it's, it's an odd call. Wish him well, but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And like you said, I don't think it goes well overall. Speaking of not going well overall, um, anything essentially related to Deshaun Watson, old team, new team, general just vicinity around him, uh, his name, uh, this is this is just getting weirder and weirder. Um, and again, I said this earlier, this is, this is a hill I'm willing to die on. Uh, it's asinine to me that the NFL who continuously has shown where its priorities are uh, and they're not where they should be, will, first of all, think a six-game suspension for this guy is okay. And I know, is it outside person, all this nonsense, blah, blah, blah. You know what, Goodell? You got no problem suspending people for BS reasons all the time, over-punishing people. When it comes to domestic violence and it comes to domestic abuse and it comes to sexual assault, this league is a freaking laughing stock because it doesn't take it seriously and it's nonsense it's stupidity calvin Ridley's sitting out yeah i know i said it before calvin Ridley's sitting out the entire season suspended and made to look like a piece of garbage for no reason for betting fifteen hundred dollars i believe it was on his own team to win by the way it was either on that or like not even involving his game at all but deshaun watson can screw with the layers of 24 individuals not show an ounce or a thought of any kind of form of remorse just woe is Deshaun or I don't want to talk about it this or that and six games the league doesn't just say whole year we'll, we'll, we'll revisit it Josh Gordon's wishing he got this kind of leniency now, granted, every time he got a chance, he put his foot in his mouth. That's a whole different story. Uh, and, and, I mean, I know it was increased to 11 games. Is that a whole lot better? Not to me. That's nonsense. And it makes Goodell – I said this before. Goodell is the dirtiest dude in sports. They ever actually look at the books on this guy? <laughs> He's gonna, he, should, he should be in, church, in, in, in jail for 10 lifetimes. It's nuts. Um, but – this is where we are. 11 games for harming 24 people. Uh, and, and and we're a whole year for uh, a side bet. Um, that's nuts. Look, they were supposed to make protocols and rules and punishments and penalties in place after... Ray Rice and I believe the kicker's name. I think we revisited him. Uh, oh yeah, Chris Brown or yeah, yep, Brown something Brown. Well, I think that was um, Rihanna's problem, but oh, not that one. But um, yeah, they were supposed to do a lot of stuff after incidents like that. Uh, they were supposed to understand what what women were going through when they got were in these situations. And the result of this Josh Brown, Josh Brown, sorry. Thank you, Josh Brown. Uh, but the result of this, this situation uh, kind of just tells you that they're still clueless. And it tells you the priority of the front office of the NFL, the product on the field. If it affects the product on the field, A, they're going to have rules in place. B, they're going to have punishments in place. And C, they're going to fight you tooth and nail till they get their way if it's affecting the product on the field. If it doesn't, well, you can negotiate with the the front office. You can negotiate with, you know, uh, New York and, and, and kind of, you know, as long as there's not video you can get away with it or at least a diminished suspension of sorts pay a little fine and then you know be on your merry way 
Um, I don't like it. I think I think a year was reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the remorse that he's showing. And when I say that, I mean there is, as far as I know, there's none. No. Uh, but I mean, why would he? Nobody's made him own up to anything. No. No, no one's held him accountable for anything, at all. Right. Right. It's pretty. It's pretty much it. It's. He's being told that he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, yes, he's getting suspended, and yes, he's getting fined, but no one's holding his feet to the fire to say you did something wrong. No. You bent some rules. You did some stuff that maybe is gray area. We're just going to suspend you for a couple weeks, pay a little fine. You'll come back. I don't know what the hell to say about it. It's just... It really isn't anything, honestly, dude. It's, it's disappointing that the league time and time again has a chance to do the right thing, and they just continue to prove their absolute ineptitude when it comes to these kind of things. I guess Houston's lucky that they get to – turn the next page to Davis Mills. Um, but you watch any any tweets, uh, Instagram from Cleveland Browns camp. I mean, look, I get it. You're excited about your team. You, you have Super Bowl aspirations. That's your quarterback. It is a little over the top on how much they are Absolutely in love with Deshaun Jack, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they better be because they run the risk of just obliterating this team from the inside out if they screw this up. Well, now he has to have, I think I saw the report, a um, team-approved masseuse for uh, whenever he needs a massage. You know what? No, he doesn't get a masseuse anymore. You know what he gets? He gets one of those little $10 things you get at Walgreens that you just, like, hold to your neck or your back or something. You put AA batteries in. That's, That's all he should be allowed to handle. He's proven he cannot be trusted with this kind of responsibility. Well, uh, it's a sketchy situation, and I, I don't know. Look, we'll, well, the season will start. We'll move on from Deshaun, and we'll wait until week 13 when he comes back and – wouldn't you know it, Chris? You know who they're facing, right? Week 13? Oh, God. Houston, right? In Houston. Jesus Christ. The irony. You know, every... I hear from some people, oh, this league is scripted. This league is is is, is planned out. And I don't believe that's true. But, I mean, Jesus, there's way too many things. I, I get how some people could honestly believe this. I can really see it. Just the way some of these stories play out is just absurd. By the way, that was perfect that you didn't know it. No, I didn't know that, and I, but I, but I didn't. But I didn't. But I did. At the minute you said you're never gonna guess, I'm like, oh, it's got to be Houston. There's no, there's no way it's not. Okay, so <laughs> we did this last year. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think actually uh, both previous years that the show has been on during this time, yeah. uh, the NFL has released uh, part of. I think they're down to thirty. Uh, their top 100 for 2021. I believe that's what it is. Not well, heading into 2022. Um, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna read. We're gonna. I'm gonna read uh, two lists, 100 through 91, and then 90 through 81, and then we'll do a couple more next week, a couple more next week, a week after until yeah. we caught up. Till we yeah, till we're caught up. Or I mean, we might be a little bit late, but it is what it is. It's fine. Um, or we can always just whatever they release, nine through or ten through one, we can just do the rest of them. So that's that's fine too. Uh, so I'm going to read off the list from 100 on down. And if you think anything's egregious, I mean, it's usually hard to tell this high up in the list. But if you think anything is crazy, just stop me and we can have a little discussion about it. So 100, Kyle Juszczyk, fullback for the San Francisco 49ers. Number 99 is Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Number 98, David Montgomery, running back for the Chicago Bears who I honestly think if he could stay healthy, he would be much, much higher. Uh, New York Giants defensive end Leonard Williams. 49ers defensive back Jimmy Ward at 96. 95, Cowboys receiver mm. C.D. Lamb. Well, what's that? Jimmy mm. Ward? No, C.D. Lamb. Why is he 95? I don't know. That doesn't 
he was 90. Explain to me how Kyle Pitts is higher than him. Yeah, he wasn't the problem at all in Dallas. It was you paid a guy who hadn't won a playoff game. You had to be your wow. save everything quarterback. And then you had Amari Cooper taking time or uh, excuse me, target shares away. I think he should be much higher. I think he's at least in the 70s, personally. At least. At least. Uh, number 94, Justin Tucker. I think, honestly, you're going to say importance. I think Tucker could be much higher as well. 93, Bills uh, linebacker Von Miller. 92, Cowboys offensive tackle Tyron Smith. And Kyle Pitts, number 91. Uh... I get the whole the hype around Pitts and how outstanding he is and all this, but like, you know, I mean, you had a nice season. Sixty-eight catches says right here, over a little over a thousand yards. That's fine. Um, he had a couple of really big games, which kind of skew those numbers as far as consistency may go. He's gonna be a great player. I'm not knocking the kid, but I don't know. Like you said, above CD Lamb, yeah, I don't know. I think he's a little high. Okay. On to 90 through 81. 90. Los Angeles Rams receiver or receiver for somebody upcoming, you would think. Wide receiver Odell Beckham. It just says, you must have dropped the junior. Only says Beckham here. Uh, 89. Saints cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. 88. Commanders defensive end Jonathan Allen. 87, Browns cornerback Denzel Ward. Wow. Yeah, that's... I don't know about that one. I mean, I don't know where the rest of the our corners lie. He's a top-tier like, corner, though. Like, I just passed... We'll get to it, but I just passed another corner you know, on the... Uh, 90 to 81 and like no no i don't i don't think denzel ward is worse than him i'm sure if i kept going i'd find more cornerbacks that are yeah, yeah. i don't i don't i don't bite on this this i don't bite on sorry no, no i'm not feeling this one either he should be way higher again this is a guy who could be at least two sets higher he could easily be in the 60s and i'd be fine with it sure. uh number 86 buccaneers linebacker shaquille barrett Number 85, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. Um, for now. For now. I think he'll be higher going to next year. However, uh, again, like, Mac Jones is higher than C.D. Lamb. Yeah, that's... It's just, it's odd, Danny. I don't know what the criteria is here. Look, I, I'm, I, I think I'm big on Mac. I think he's going to be great. I really do. Um, how great, who knows, again, but I'm cool with him being on this list. He had an exceptional rookie year. Uh, when everyone and their cousin was waiting to see this guy peter out and bomb because they don't want to like, pay anything to do with the Patriots, uh, he he performed well and he had some issues, but you know he's a rookie and Peyton Manning yeah. absolutely sucked his rookie year. So that's all I'm going to say. A lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. He could be a little bit higher or lower on this list, and I'd be okay with it. Honestly, he could be in the 90s. And I mean, again, over CD Lamb, I don't get it. Uh, 84, uh, Bears linebacker Roquan Smith. Uh, 83, Browns guard Wyatt Teller. 82. Oh, wow, I see what you mean here. Uh, Colts cornerback Kenny Moore. Uh, uh, okay, somewhere above Denzel Ward. All right. We'll figure that one out. That's, uh, oof, Okay. In 81, Browns, uh, excuse me, Broncos safety, Justin Simmons, uh, who could be quite a bit higher as well, and I wouldn't mind that at all. Well, I think if you look at it, it says he dropped 36 spots from his pre the previous year. Well, he was injured a little bit last year, wasn't he? It's possible. I think, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that's, you know, we'll, we'll do a couple more weeks, or a couple more uh, sets of 10 next week. That's just a fun thing to do, kind of. I believe the players vote on this. Yeah, this is, I think, I'm, I'm, I think you're right. It's player vote. So, so I mean, you know. they, they do know. You know, they they are aware of 
quite a bit more than we are. But still, sometimes the vote seems a little odd. I don't know. But nothing super egregious, and it's tough. It, it's tough because it depends what your criteria of effective is. Like we said with the corners, uh, you know, what do you actually value in a corner? Is it pure stats? You know, you, you've said it many times when we're looking at stats during our, our, or during our draft previews. And, you know, a top-tier corner will have, like, three deflections and one interception all year. They eight tackles. Uh, and, and I'm like, how is he that high? Because like, they don't throw to him because he's that good. So yeah, he doesn't his, have a chance to accumulate any stats. So it, it's it's kind of relative. Guy out of Ohio State. I uh, was drafted. Okuda. Ah, yes. Hopefully he comes back from his injury. But, yeah, Jeff Okuda. Yep. They just didn't throw to him. Yeah. Not much in a way of stats at all. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, how is he projected fourth overall? And you're like, because they don't throw his way. Because every it's, time they do, they regret it. Yeah. It's the Darrell Revis syndrome. So, look, it is subjective, and and I think if you if you look at the voting, some players just don't face other players with any great, great regularity, you know? Uh, you probably have Buffalo Bills players who might vote Dolphins players and Patriots players and Jets players and Bills players a little bit higher because they're just – they're used to seeing them more. And mm-hmm. I think that could be some sort of factor into this. Um, but players, I mean, they probably get it – they would probably get it right better than writers would than fans would because, I mean, you would think they'd be to be a little bit more subjective than, you know, fans would, you know, just vote for their players and writers just want to please somebody. Dude, so. have you seen the chip on the shoulder of some of these guys when they become analysts? Like Donovan McNabb still can't stop complaining about things the Patriots did three years before they played that game. Like he, he still he can't let it go. It's the same with a bunch of these guys. They just they can't they can't let their bias go. So uh, <laughs> hey, in fairness, it's an emotional game, and that's what makes it fun to watch. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. Now, again, the beauty of it is, no matter where you're listed, you can still outperform your your position and oh, yeah. go out there and prove you better. So use that as motivation and see what happens. All right, I'm good. You good? I'm all set. That is going to do it for episode 183 after our month-long hiatus. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you have any questions on this episode, past episodes, or maybe our upcoming schedule, which will be a little bit rocky, uh, please let us know, and where can they get in touch with us? We can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTSpod. Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports. The website, BCTSpod.com. And Instagram, Ben underscore Chris Talk Sports. If you have not done so yet and feel so inclined, please go to wherever you download your favorite podcast, leave a rating and review, and ask a friend to do the same. We appreciate the support. Until next time, for Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you right back here next Sunday. Thank you.